All right, folks, here we go. Another Sunday has has come here, week four. We're now officially into the month of October, a month that one of the best months weather-wise of the year. Also, that's when a lot of these teams start to separate each other, try to figure out who's really good and who really isn't. And sun and like I said, this is gonna tell a good tale today about where a lot of these teams are at as we get deeper and deeper into the season. But as for usual, we will start with our uh, unanimous choices. Uh, we have a couple here. So the first one, obviously, even though these two guys are not in the lineup, AJ Brown or Julio Jones, we still believe that the the Titans should easily beat. The Jets. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the other one, our last one, is the Buffalo Bills hosting the Houston Texans. And even though the Texans have played, has not played like the worst team in football, obviously Buffalo's coming off a monster victory last week, and obviously they're they're where they need to be. So. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. All right. So we will start, and like I said, we'll go as quickly as we can because we got two major matchups to talk about. But, you know, our, our last one will be big as well. But here we go. Like I said, we're going to start in the NFC North today. And obviously for the Bears, they're coming off a terrible offensive performance, the worst I've ever seen, where Justin Fields got sacked nine times and hit probably more than that. And just look rough against a great Browns defense. Today, he's at home. He makes his first home start. He gets to start again. And the Detroit Lions, even though they're not a great team either, has played hard enough that they're going to get a victory here very soon. And maybe today could be the day. So, like I said, somebody's kneecap could get busted in Dan Campbell's feelings. So, go ahead. All right, yeah, games like this I'm not going to waste too much time on so that we can have time for the actual interesting games. So, um, yeah, both teams are bad. Chicago has, has been really bad, just like I predicted. Um, Justin Fields, he, he, he started last week, and, I mean, he had an awful performance. Um, the Lions have actually overachieved based upon what I, what I was expecting out of them. They've had some close games. Jared Goff has played pretty well. Um, I think uh, I think uh, they're going to win this one. So I'm going to go with Detroit here, and I'm going to say the final score is going to be 24 to 20. Yeah, like I said, Detroit's not going to be great. You know, they're not. We know they're not a great team or anything close to it, but. But Jared Goff, you know, by you know, Jared Goff has we we know he's got talent. He's been a good quarterback in this league, and like I said, Detroit has played hard. They should have won last week. As much as I hate to admit, as a Ravens guy, they should have won that game last week. They played stronger at the end. Ravens got very very lucky. Today they play on the road in a, in a tough environment, but not too tough environment. And like I said, Chicago's just not. You know, they're not just doing good on either side of the ball, especially offensively, coming off a terrible loss, coming off a terrible loss last week, a rough, a rough game. Justin Fields, he, he's, he's okay, but like I said, it's obvious that Matt Nagy is, is fighting for his job. It's becoming more and more cynical week in and week out about his future. 
And then obviously you look at at the team. They're just, just you know they're 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 underachieving offensively with the talent that they have with Allen Robinson and and Montgomery running the ball. So. Like I said, I think this is going to be a, a tight game, but I'm going to go with Detroit to get off the snide today. I agree with you. I think Detroit's going to find a way here. So Detroit wins, and the final score, 20-17. to 17. All right, we're going to go to uh, the Superdome, the return. Welcome home to the Saints. You know, this is their first game back since Hurricane Ida put them on the road for the first several weeks. But they're back home in their home opener today, playing playing the Giants, a struggling Giants team that just can't get the hell out of the way. And, you know, it's going to be another long, looks like it's going to be another long and pathetic season for, for, the, for the G-Men. But, like I said, Saints kind of a hot and cold team the first three weeks, but... They're coming off a momentous win to give Brady some some momentum as a division rival. So, go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, well, um, this is another one that even if uh, even if it might be a somewhat closer game, it's it's the, the Giants are awful. They're going nowhere, and the Saints aren't very good either. So, um, either way. The, the Giants just don't have the talent. Even the Saints actually have a, a fairly good team. They're not great, but fairly good. They got a, a, a decent defense, and um, Jameis Winston. Let's face it, he's not a franchise quarterback, but he's capable of, of having big of having big games, especially with a good head coach in um, in um, Sean Payton. So this one, I, I expect a, a good game out of Winston and Kamara and that offense, and the defense will shut down the Giants. So the Saints win easy. Final score is going to be thirty-one to seventeen. Yeah, it's not it's not looking good for the Giants. Another zero and three start, and it's not going to get any better today. Like I said, Daniel Jones is not playing very well either. That old line we already know is piss poor, and they don't have Slayton in the lineup, and they don't have uh who's the other guy that they don't have in the lineup? Darius Slayton's out, and uh, ugh, uh, another receiver I can't remember. But anyway, like I said, it's not good for, 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 for the Giants. And like I said, the Saints, you know, like I said, it's going to be kind of a hot and cold deal. They were hot against the Packers. They were cold against the Panthers. And then they were hot again against the, against the Patriots last week. But obviously, we'll see what happens here today. First home start for them today. And like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but... This really should, in theory, should be a unanimous choice, but it's not for whatever reason. So, Saints are going to win pretty easily, and the final score, 37-20. to 20. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to uh, AFC, well, formerly AFC Eastern Division matchup, but now they're in different divisions. Like I said, the Carson Wentz train continues to st stay off the track or derailed yet. But it hasn't derailed yet. But obviously, they're playing Miami here today. Like I said, Jacoby Brissett coming off a very decent game. Obviously, they planned for him, and they nearly, and they really should have beaten the Raiders last week. But it is what it is. And like I said, for for uh, once, he's played in Miami before. So, like I said, can the Colts get off the snide today, or will Miami solidify second place in their division with the win? So go ahead. 
Yeah, so um, this is actually a battle of Eagles first-round draft picks potentially here, you know. Um, we already have the, the Dolphins' first-round pick regardless of how they play, and um, the Eagles could have the Colts' first-round pick if, if Wentz plays enough. But at the same time, if the, if the Colts are that bad or keep losing games and they're that bad, then they, it's, it's possible that they end up benching Wentz to save that first-round pick, and we won't, we'll end up with a second-rounder. So... Um, honestly, we we do need the Colts to at least be somewhat competitive this year, record-wise. Um, and this is one, this is two teams that have started off obviously disappointing. Um, the Colts sitting at 0-3 right now. The last the last time they started off, um, well, actually, they've since 1998 they've had one time where they've started the season 0-4, and that was in 2011. So they're not used to getting off to really bad starts like this. Meanwhile, uh, Miami, they started the season. They're out sitting at one and two right now. They started their season one and three, 17 times in team history. And out of those 17 times, they've made the playoffs once. So, you know, these are two teams that are should be desperate right now for a victory. Um, one thing that's been really disappointing about Miami is their defense. Last year, it was um, it was the best in the league on third down. This year. It's the worst in the league on third down. They're allowing a 59.1% conversion rate on third downs. So um, they, they haven't been able to get off the field. And um, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think the Colts are going to take this game. I think um, um, Jacoby Brissett, he's not a bad quarterback. Like I, I was saying last week, the Dolphins were my lock of the week against the spread. We got that right. I was saying... You know, he's not a bad player. He's just not a great player. And um, I thought that with him in there, in like that sort of, you know, the Mike Missinelli backup goalie um, um, theory that he has, I don't know if you listen to him all the time, but basically when you have the backup in there, the rest of the team plays well. That only lasts for a game or two. And I think Miami comes back down to earth here, and I think um, Carson Wentz gets his first victory as the Colts' starting quarterback. So... The Colts end up sneaking by with a victory here with a final score of 27-23. Yeah, well, you know I listen to Missinelli every day. You know, you know, you know, it's Philly, you know. <laughs> but to this matchup, like I said, I mean, like I said, these two teams are not playing very well right now. Like I said, Miami was on the verge of making the playoffs last year. Their defense is not playing as well as a year ago. They got stomped a couple weeks ago by the Bills in this on, in, in at home, so... Like I said, we'll see what happens today. Like I said, with with the Colts, it's it's been a work in progress with Wentz. Wentz has not been healthy at all. But the team hasn't played too terribly. You know, they haven't been getting destroyed. You know, they, they had a chance. That, you know, last week playing Tennessee, that was a winnable game. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it still comes up short. Plus, they have issues with... Uh, well, I think Marlon Mack or somebody wanted to be traded. So that's been a distraction going on in Indianapolis radio all week. But obviously today it's a it's a big matchup here, you know, from X Division rivals. And of course, if you're if you're Frank Wright, you're going against your ex quarterback Jacoby Bissett, who was your full time starter in 2019. So he obviously knows what it is and how the game plan against him. So like I said, it should be very interesting. But I agree with you. I think that, you know, the Colts, they have to get off this nine eventually because they can't go, they can't have a losing record and get, and get, and we can get their first round pick. 
So they have to at least look decent and be competitive. And I think they'll find a way to, to get off the snide today. So the Colts win and the final score, 25-19. to 19. All right, we're going to go to an NFC East team. Like I said, everybody in the NFC East is playing, playing separately today. Washington coming off an ugly loss in Buffalo stays on the road today but goes down south. They play the Atlanta Falcons, who coming off their shockingly first win of the year. But guess you're playing the Giants. What big big surprise? But like I said, a big matchup here with your boy Heineke getting the start once again. Like I said, how good is is Washington, or is Washington just another garbage NFC East team, which a lot of them are? So big matchup here for for both teams to to get to to win number two. Go ahead. Yeah, well, this one, um, this is going to be a blowout, man. <laughs> the Heineken's a bum. The, the Redskins are not a good team. And the Bills, you know, they, they, they had a bad second half against the Steelers in week one, but now they're, now they're firing at all cylinders. I see a big game from Josh Allen and the passing game in general, and um, that defense is going gonna, is gonna to crush Heineken. So the Bills get the victory here. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about last week's game. What's that? You, you say Bills and Washington? That was last week's oh, game. Yeah. I said, right. <laughs> yeah, I Washington. I'm, I'm out of it, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got to be with some sort of drinks on Saturday nights. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it, man. I'm out of it. No, it's the Redskins in Atlanta. What am I thinking? I got, I got this right next to each other written down. Um, yeah, either way. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. Um, Washington sucks and Heineken sucks. And uh, Atlanta's been bad. But um, um, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Matt Ryan and that offense is going to somewhat turn it around. They haven't taken – they haven't really taken shots downfield. Um, I think they're going to – I think they see that, that they've really been way too conservative and they're going to at least – at least try to make some some plays downfield, especially with um, um, Calvin Ridley, who, from a fantasy perspective, has been almost non-existent. And it's not because of him; it's just because of the system they're running. And um, Arthur Smith needs to step up his game, and I think he will this week. So I'm going with Atlanta, and I got the final score here. It's uh, going to be 27-24. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm about to say, you know, it was like, oh, you're just looking at last week's notes. Well, sometimes I look yeah, at last no, week's got, notes. I got, like, Buffalo and Washington right next to each other. It sounded weird, but because yeah. I was from last week, but whatever. Yeah, it's all it's all good. Like I said, for these two teams, they're struggling. They're now off to a good start. And like I said, I mean, Washington, a, a ter- you know, their defense is not playing like everybody thought they would. You know, getting blown out by the Bills last week It's just... You know, you can't. You're, you're telling me you're a good defense, and you're giving up 40 points. You're, you're. If you give up less than 21 points a game, then you're a great defense. But you're not. If you're giving up, you know. And to this point, it's it's been it's been a struggle. And now you're going to Atlanta. I mean, you could take. Like I said, Falcons aren't a really good team either. But I, I think they're better than than some of the other bad teams. I think they can win some games, and they can look. Look decent, and I think Matt Ryan's going to have a decent game here. It's going to be kind of a low-scoring affair. Not much, not much to really look into and look and look in 
in the situation. I think the Falcons find a way to, to beat to beat Washington here. I agree with you. We agree too much so far. <laughs> but the the Falcons win and the final score twenty seven to twenty three. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to my Ravens next. You know the Ravens are playing here today. Big matchup here in the later afternoon matchup. Like I said, the Denver Broncos. I said on Wednesday, are they frauds for a night for being for being three and zero and they playing nothing but zero and three teams? Well, today they get their their first real test. The Ravens are coming off of two lucky wins. And I mean, last week was as lucky as any any game they've ever won. But they're still in the road. This is their third road game in four weeks. The first four weeks, kind of odd. But a big matchup here could be a potential playoff matchup down the road. Look back if if, if these two teams get get that far. So big matchup here later in the day. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, Baltimore's had a disappointing start to the year. Um, you know. They're, they're sitting at 2-1, um, uh, and one, but you look at last week, they needed a 66-yard field goal at the end of the game just to beat the Lions. You know, it was pretty bad. Um, Marquise Brown last week, he had three long touchdowns that he dropped. Um, that they, they, totaled, they, were, they were totaling 97 air yards. Um, you know, he's had a pretty good season stats-wise, but those three drops, Man, you, you, you got to catch the ball. Um, so, while his numbers so far look good, it's just a, a disappointing start for him and the team in general. Um, Denver, on the other side, they're sitting at three and zero. They're looking really good. They got the number one defense in the NFL and points allowed. Um, Vaughn Miller is the AFC uh, Defensive Player of the Month. The, part, the only the real question mark with them is, are they really any good? Because They've played three teams that have a combined 0-9 record. So, you know, this is the first legitimately, at least decent, team that they're playing. So this, this is their first real test, and we'll see how they, they come up. But Teddy Bridgewater has looked pretty good this year. He's definitely way better than Drew Locke looked last year. And it's uh, it's uh, shown with the, the record that the Broncos have. And I think they're going to continue with their streak here. I think um, Baltimore just hasn't looked too good, and I, I like I said before, man, this Denver team could be Super Bowl contenders if they had a, a an elite quarterback. They got that. They got a top-notch defense, and they got players around them, around the quarterback. So um, I think Bridgewater is good enough to beat Baltimore at least. So Denver wins, and it's going to be a final score of um, of um, I'm going to say 23 to 20. Like I said, this is interesting because both of these teams are not where they really want to be, especially Baltimore. Like I said, they, they really got lucky. They actually converted a fourth down catch to set up that 66-yard field goal. So really, Detroit should have won that game last week. Baltimore st somehow stole the victory out of nowhere. But like I said, they're on the road for the third time in four weeks. And like I said, it's not easy. It's just been It's been tough. Lamar, like I said, I am worried about Lamar. He's been he hasn't practiced much this week. He's he has had back issues the last couple of the last several days. He is a go today from from what I've heard. So it'll be interesting. Like I said, Hollywood Brown has 
has struggled catching the ball, even though he's had some decent, like you say, he's had some decent stuff. Le'Veon Bell is in the lineup today. He will be he will be running the ball today. He'll be making his Ravens debut. So, like I said, they're still running the ball pretty decently, even though they don't have their core runners. And like I said, I mean, defensively, they're, they're a little off from what they've been, but they're still a decent enough defense. Like I said, Denver has good stuff. Like you said, they're 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 up there. They're number three overall defense, and obviously, Tay Bridgewater obviously has done a great job. You know, compared to Drew Locke, he is he is a quarterback that has had a lot. That's had some is very decent and has done a very good job for them. So, like I said, this is going to be a battle most of the day, a low scoring affair. But I'm going to go with my Ravens. I'm going to you know because I don't know how much I can trust Denver long term to be a, a, a legit contender. I mean, I think they're okay team, but they haven't beaten anybody yet. And Ravens are, are the first big test for them. And, you know, even though the Ravens are banged up and struggling a little bit, I, I can't go against them. Not, not, not yet. So Ravens win on a field goal and the final score 20 to 17. All right, we're going to go... Uh, where are we going to go next? Oh, yeah, we're going to go to another to a matchup. I can't believe I view it this far, but that was for television purposes. All right, we're going to go to a big matchup here. And, and like I said, there's many reunion games. Some you know, obviously, and some you probably don't know. For Kevin Stefanski, the great the, who could very well be one of the greatest Brown head coaches of all time if he keeps this up, he for many years, was on the offensive coaching staff in Minnesota. And today, he gets to play, for the first time, he gets to play his old team in Minnesota, the Vikings. The Vikings are off to a very decent start, even though record-wise they're not very decent, one and two. But, like I said, your buddy, the loser, Kirk Cousins, has had some very has had a decent year so far, a decent start this season. So, like I said, kind of a big matchup here this today. As the Browns continue their role, but tough matchup for both of these teams as they want to continue to move up here in the standings. Go ahead. All right, so this one almost was my lock of the week, actually, but I have another. I was kind of fifty-fifty on two games. I have another one that I uh, decided I like better. So when we get to it, I'll obviously let you know. But this one was close, man. This one was close. It's just a one-point spread for the um, for the Browns. So. It's pretty much whoever wins. It, it's pretty much just like an even uh, pick 'em here, um, which I, I like. But unfortunately, I have another game that I like better, so um, we'll get to that. But these two teams, like you said, Kirk Cousins is playing well so far. But we we all know him. He, he'll get back. He'll 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 choke at some point this year. Um, but for now, they're playing well. They've opened the Minnesota opened up their offense a little bit. Dalvin Cook should be back, but both teams really have, have been scoring points. Minnesota's got the number eight uh, scoring offense in the league, and Cleveland's number nine. So both of them have been able to put up points. The problem is Minnesota's got a really bad defense, and um, Cleveland can play defense. And on top of that, Dalvin Cook, like I said, is supposed to be back from an injury. We'll see if he's 100%. But either way, even if he is, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt and that one-two punch for the Browns—they're gonna—they're gonna control the clock. 
it, it's that's just how it's going to be. They're going to they're going to run over that Minnesota defense. Um, um, Baker Mayfield, he'll do what he needs to do. He's not going to have a monster game, but he'll have a good game. He'll hit those play action passes deep, make a couple plays, and it'll be enough for Cleveland to get the victory here. So, I got the Browns as my almost lock of the week, and I'm going to say the final score is going to be. 30 to 23. Yeah, like I said, I mean, like I said, the Browns, they're off to a very good start. You know, really, they should be unbeaten, but, you know, they choked away that game against the Chiefs and week one. But since then, it's been clear sailing for the Browns. They've looked like, like the team we thought they were. And like I said, I mean, they're playing very well. Like I said, defensively, they're really playing well. They're right there, number five overall defense. And, you know, like I said, it's looking more like the defensive player of the year could come out of this group, you know, with uh, with Miles Garrett. So, you know, he and JB and Clowney have really te- teamed up well, and that's going to give Kirk Cousins some problems here today. And like I said, Baker Mayfield's doing a very good job, and he's been playing well. Like I said, Odell Beckham returned to the lineup. He didn't do much last week, but like I said, we'll see what happens today. Yeah, like I said they're they're going to put up points. This is going to be a high scoring affair. Like I said, you you still I know you still don't ever believe in Kirk Cousins, but he's off to a very solid start. He's third in the league in passer rating. So, like I said, he's doing a great job so far this season. And you know the Vikings, like I said, they had two tough losses. You know you talk about two lucky wins. They had two luck. They've had two unlucky losses, and then they beat. You know then they beat the Seahawks last week. But this is going to be a tough matchup here today. I mean, you're playing the Browns, and like I said, I just think the Browns are the better team. We, we you and I both agree, so I just don't know if the Vikings have enough to beat them. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting for a while, but I'm going, to go with, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I think the Browns win, and the final score, 30-20. to 20. Okay, like I said, the NFC West plays each other today. And our first matchup we're going to go to is in San Francisco down in Santa Clara. Like I said, the 49ers are coming off a tough loss on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers did whatever, and then they somehow they try to steal a victory and, it, and, and failed. So 49ers are, all, are off to an okay start. Seahawks are struggling right now, uncharacteristically, with... With uh, Russell Wilson, they've lost their last two games. They haven't looked very stout in either of them. Like I said, Seahawks don't want to fall one and three. They could that could be a, that could be troublesome for for their playoff chances. Definitely for their division chances. So a big matchup here in the in the later afternoon. Go ahead. Wait, which game is this? Seattle, San Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, like you said, uh, yeah, Seattle just isn't, um, they're just not um, off to a good start. And, uh, and you know, they, they need to get a victory here. They really need it. They haven't lost uh, three straight games or began a year uh, one and three since Russell Wilson got there. So, like I said, they're, they're off to a tough start here, and, it's it, it could be a start that they haven't seen in a long time. Meanwhile, San Francisco, they had a tough loss last week, but they're looking pretty good so far this year. It's 
just, uh, uh, it's just, they need to get better in the, um, first, in the, in the early part of the game. Um, in the first quarter, they've only scored one touchdown, or they've only scored once, I should say, um, in the first quarter, one, one time altogether. So, um, they've, they've, they've had a bad, they, they get off to bad starts in each game and then they come back. Meanwhile, Seattle, they tend to get off to great starts and then they fall apart in the second half. Um, they scored um, 62 points in the first half and just 13 in the second half so far this year. So this is the type of game where Seattle might get off to a good start and then San Francisco comes back with a vengeance in the second half. We'll see. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. One other thing to note here for Seattle is they got the Rams coming up this Thursday. So this could be a game where they're I mean, they, they really can't be, shouldn't be looking ahead because they really need to get a victory here. But, you know, with uh, uh, the potential of best team in the division here lurking on a short week, they could be, they could get caught looking forward. Um, and like I said, with, with San Francisco coming off that tough loss, they should be coming into this game extra motivated. So, to me, I think, I, I think uh, the 49ers pull off the victory here. And um, I'm going to put the final score at 31 to 30. Like I said, this is a critical game for both these teams, especially for Seattle. They <clears throat> they have never started one and three in the Russell Wilson era, and they barely ever—I don't even think they've ever lost three straight either. So, this is a very critical situation. And we talked on Wednesday about these struggling contenders, and Seattle was one of them. And I am very concerned. They're not very good defensively, and that's something that that's been obviously been hindering them, especially in the second half of games this year. Like I said, it's just it's just I don't know what's going on, but like I said, they do they are the worst offense in the second half of games this year, like you said, and they're they're the best offense in the first half. So that's not good. You know, they have to be more motivated. They're on the road today, big matchup with with the 49ers coming off of a game that they really almost really they they lost they really did but they should have stolen the victory there at the end but they gave too much time left to Aaron Rodgers and he somehow escaped with a field goal so like I said these are two teams that are going to play their asses off today I believe this could be one of the best games it's not my game of the week but it has that look that it could it has that possibility that it could be that way but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the road team here because Seattle is desperate and they have a big Thursday night matchup. Like I said, with the Rams coming coming to to the to the Northwest, this is a very critical game and they need to win. So Seattle's gonna find a way to win, and the final score thirty four to thirty one. All right, I know that you're not gonna like <laughs> you didn't like this next group, but. Like I said, the Cowboys coming off a big, a big win last Monday night. Well, it seems like it's become a, a tradition now, beating up on the Eagles on at home, you know, on a primetime game. They did that, but today they have a big test. Today they have this the the only team, not only that's unbeaten but hasn't yet to trail in a game. The Carolina Panthers, and the Panthers are off to a very strong start. Sam Darnold's redemption tour is going well, but. You know, and he's and he's about to play a team he's never lost to. You know, he he played the Jets. You know, 
as a Jet, he never lost to the Cowboys. So, like I said, big matchup here early in the afternoon. And obviously for for Dallas, we're going to know a lot, a lot more of how good they really are since most people don't think the, the Eagles game counted. But big matchup here at, at, at the 1 o'clock position. Go ahead. Okay, so... Um... This is going to be a, a game of strength versus, versus strength here. Um, Dallas is obviously a team that can put up a lot of points. We saw, we saw them destroy the Eagles last week. They got the obviously the, the receivers and um, Dak Prescott and Zeke and, and offensive line. Um, Carolina, they're off to a great start, though, this year. And while Sam Darnold has actually played well, um, this, this team's defense is really what's um, setting them apart. They do. They have the number one ranked defense in all three yardage categories. So total yards, rushing yards, passing yards. So you know they've just shut down opposing offenses. The big question mark for Carolina is how are they going to um, how are they going to keep the offense going with Christian McCaffrey out? Um, he's, got, he's got the hamstring injury, and obviously the Eagles play them next week. So. We're kind of hoping that maybe Christian McCaffrey stays out next week, too. But don't sleep on Chuba Hubbard, man. He's their fourth-round rookie running back. This guy can play. Uh, if you go back to when we talked before the draft, he was one guy that I was really high on uh, as a day-three pick, potentially for the Eagles. And I think this guy's. I think you're going to uh, see a big game out of this guy. And in this game... I'll be honest with you, man. I haven't been all that impressed with Dallas's offense. I know they tore up the Eagles last week, but the first two games of the season, I, I wasn't all that impressed, especially in week two against the Chargers, you know. And um, I think Carolina's defense is going to come up big here. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a decent game. I, I, like I said, I think Chuba Hubbard is going to fill in admirably for um, Christian McCaffrey, and Carolina pulls off the victory. So... I'm going with a final score here of, I'm going to say 33-31. Well, like I said, this is going to be an interesting test for both of these teams. <clears throat> like I said, Dallas's offense is one of the best in football. They put up 34 against the Eagles' defense last week, which was obviously a surprise, but not really too surprising because they ran the ball a whole a lot better than we did and a whole lot more. But obviously Dak is off to a strong start. He has seven touchdown. He has, I think, seven or eight touchdown passes. He averages almost 400 yards a game passing. So, like I say, he's already off to to the races again. And like I said, it's been it's been a great it's been a great deal for them. And like I said, Zeke running the ball last week well, but you know that was just just anomaly because it is the Eagles and he's had a lot of success against us. I think Pollard is the better running back right now, and I think he's going to get more most of the carries. When it comes to Carolina, I mean, Sam Darnold has played very well, but like I said, the defense has been the reason why they're off to an unbeaten start. And like I said, it, they, you know, they look pretty decent. Like I said, they they shut down the Saints in Week Two, since so you were bringing up a Week Two game with the, with Dallas. But obviously. This is going to be interesting because this is a this is the first really two tests for both teams. How good is Dallas really, and how good really and how really good is Carolina? Sam Darnold has beaten Dallas in his career as a Jet, and that was an unlikely and that was an unlikely win. So, 
He knows how to beat the Cowboys, and he knows how to play well against them. So should be interesting to see how he does against this defense. Defense, like I said, Dallas, even though even though Carolina is one of the elite defenses, Dallas is the most aggressive. They have eight turnovers. So it's going to be very interesting to see how 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 Darnold plays. I think he's going to have unfortunately, I think he's going to get he's going to throw two picks in this game. And the second one might be the costly one. It'll be a competitive game compared to what we what we did to them last week. But unfortunately, I'm going to go, you know, with the Cowboys here. As much as I hate to do this, they're they're at home. They'll have the crowd. And I just think that Unlike last year where it took them until after Thanksgiving to get their third victory. It shouldn't take that long to get their third victory here. So, as much as I hate to do this, but once again, the Cowboys win again. And the final score, 34-26. to 26. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, can't call me a hater. It's realistic, unfortunately. All right. All right, we're gonna to go to um, we're gonna to go to the Monday night game next, and like I said, I mean another unbeaten team on the road, a big matchup here, a division game. Like I said, the Raiders, how good are they? We don't know. They've stolen two games in overtime. They needed two overtime wins. Like I said, they're playing the Chargers, and the Chargers are playing decent. You know, they're coming off a big win against the Rocket and Big Red down in Kansas City. And home, home, looking for their first home win of the year. It should be a Rockets home crowd. And obviously, we'll see how many Raider fans make the make the short trip from Vegas. But big matchup here on Monday night. Go ahead. Yeah, so like you said, the Raiders have um, are, start, are sitting there at 3-0. and And... Um, Two of their wins have come in overtime. They're just the fourth team in NFL history to win two to to uh, win twice in overtime in their first three games of the season. So, you know, they, they've uh, they've come up big when they needed to. And the the guy that's been leading the charge is um, is Derek Carr. He leads the league in in passing yards with twelve hundred and three. So he's been, you know, that's obviously four hundred yards per game. So he's been a beast so far this year. But don't sleep on Justin Herbert. He's fourth in the NFL in passing yards this year with 956. And he's got two great receivers. Well, great, but great this year. Um, two really good receivers, um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who um, are one of just two receiving duos in the NFL that have at least 250 yards receiving each. And uh, Mike Williams went healthy. The guy's been good. Right now he's healthy and he's playing well. Um Keenan Allen has obviously been has been doing it a long time, and he's just been consistent for years. Um, so yeah, this one it's, it's this is about the quarterbacks, and to me, I think Justin Herbert just has more than Derek Carr in terms of weapons. I think he's a better quarterback, and I think the Chargers have the better defense on top of that. So I'm going with the Chargers here in what will be a, a tight game, but. Um, L.A. pulls it out. So I'm saying the final score is going to be 34-29. to 29. Like I said, this is a critical matchup for both of these teams. Like I said, the battle could be the battle for first place in this division too. So like I said, like I said, they're both coming off of interesting wins. 
on the you know and like I said, the Raiders needed like I said they needed overtime to win their two game two of their three games. Like I said, it's gonna be critical because like I said, Derek Carr and Gruden. I mean, yeah, strong starts is one thing, but but poor finishes has been their norm the last two years, and they need to win as many division games to get their selves in in perfect position. Because if the Chiefs continue to struggle, which we don't think they will today, but if they continue to struggle, obviously defensively, then it, it then obviously you gotta take as many chances that this division will be potentially up for grabs. So this is a critical game for both of these guys. But I agree with you. I, I the Chargers are a better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better weapons. They run the Josh Jacobs is hurt. We don't know how hurt he is. We don't even know if he's gonna play the, tomorrow night. You know, they run the ball better. Chargers is a better team all around. So, like I said, why it's going to be a competitive game, I'm going to go with the Chargers here as well. I just don't think the Raiders are, are you know, they, they've been lucky the first couple of weeks, but that luck's going to come come to an end here tomorrow night. So, Chargers win, and the final score, 34-24. to 24. Huh. All right. Like I said, a legendary quarterback, two Hall of Fame quarterback, big matchup here that's not getting a lot of love for obvious reasons, but it'll be their first regular season matchup in a long time. But big matchup here in the late afternoon, a struggling Steelers go to Green Bay to Lambeau Field. And obviously Aaron Rodgers, after a slow start, is back to being the Aaron Rodgers we know of. So, like I said, Big matchup here in the late afternoon. The Steelers, like like a lot of contenders, don't want to lose three straight. But it's a tough matchup for them going to Green Bay, who's with Rodgers them looking for their third straight win. So go ahead. Yeah, so like you said, um, these two teams haven't don't meet all that often, and Rodgers hasn't played the Steelers all that much. Um, they obviously uh, played in the Super Bowl many years ago, which Rodgers won. But... Um, um, since then, Rodgers has been injured a lot of times. These two teams have met in the regular season. This is the first time Rodgers, this is the, the Steelers are the only team, I should say, that Rodgers hasn't played in Lambeau. So he's going to finally get to play them at home. Um, one guy to keep it, to just keep an eye on for record keeping is uh, Mason Crosby. He's close to setting a franchise record for consecutive field goals made. Right now he has 22. The record is uh, is actually set by himself, Mason Crosby, at, with 23, which he did between 2010 and 2011 over the course of those two seasons. So um, he's about to break his own record if he doesn't miss some, one this today, and uh, and that's that's going to be key because it should be a tight game and a missed field goal would obviously hurt. But um, I just think uh, the Steelers just aren't off to a good start. Deontay Johnson is playing, so that should help Roethlisberger out a lot. But um, just in general, the Steelers just have been a disappointing team to me so far this year and to everybody. And um, at sitting at one and two, I just think uh, I think uh, Green Bay is going to take them down, and they're they're going to be in some trouble. So Green Bay with the victory here, and I'm going to say the final score is going to be. 32-27. Yeah, this should be interesting. This is the first time in the regular season Green uh, Rodgers has faced Pittsburgh since 2009. 
and he played him in the Super Bowl a few years after that with success. But the last two times these two met, these two teams met in the regular season, Rodgers was injured, 2013-2017. So this should be interesting. Rodgers doesn't have a, a, a long history against the Steelers outside that the greatest moment of, of, of his career winning the Super Bowl. But like I said, this should be an interesting matchup. Steelers are a desperate team. Are a desperate team. They've lost their last two. They've not looked good in either of those losses, and now they're playing on the road. And you know, in a t tough environment like Lambeau Field, and no, it's not cold yet. Yet, you know, it's not going to be cold yet. But still, tough in place to play. Neither whether it's sixty-five degrees or twenty-five degrees. So, be sixty-five degrees today. But at the end of the day, like I said, Green Bay after the slow start. It's starting to come back, and here comes Rodgers. Six touchdowns, no picks. A passer rating of over 100 the last two weeks. So, yeah, it's it's not it's not a good look for the Steelers today. I just don't – I mean, the Roethlisberger will play tough, but he's banged up too, so we don't know if, if how good they are offensively. Juju Smith-Schuster is supposed to be in the lineup today, but he's not 100% either. Like I said, it just doesn't look good for the Steelers. I think Green Bay wins pretty comfortably too. So, so, so Pack win, go Pack go, as they say, and the final score thirty-seven to twenty-four. Huh. All right, we're gonna go to uh, my game of the week, and you know you haven't mentioned your lock of the week. We might be we might be in the same boat here, but this is a big matchup. The only matchup of two unbeatens in the NFC West. The Cardinals with Kyler Murray has played very well, and but he's about to place a team he's not he's not beaten. And Sean McVay has had so much success against Arizona with the Rams. And like I said, big matchup here. Matt Stafford is living up to the hype. Like I said, if he was he's my pick for MVP. If if they started voting. He damn sure would not make would not disappoint. Big matchup though, like I said, his first division matchup as an NFC West competitor. But let's see what happens and can can how good is Arizona really? Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, um, there's going to be at some probably at some point this year that we that you have your game of the week and I have my lock of the week and they're the same game, but it's not this one, man. But this is going to be a good game, and it's, this one's all about the quarterbacks. Like you said, um, Kyler Murray's been off to a great start. He's totaled 1,005 yards in three games, seven touchdowns. Um, Matt Stafford is sitting here at 942 yards passing, nine TDs. Um, he's been Offensive Player of the Week, NFC Offensive Player of the Week twice this year. Cooper Cup is the NFL's leading receiver. He was named off NFC Offensive Player of the Month. He's been an animal. Um, and uh, and both teams are off to good starts, and the Rams have been looking good. Um, one thing about these two teams going at it, which we see it twice a year, obviously, um, Sean McVay is 8-0 and as a head coach against Arizona. So, you know, obviously Arizona hasn't had success against him. But, I don't know, man, something about this game. Something about this game. The Rams are the better team. But coming off that big victory last week against the against Brady and the Bucks, and like I said, with that Thursday night matchup looming against Seattle, 
I don't know, man. It, it shouldn't be a trap game because they're not playing a bad team. But I, I, I just see this as like a, a potential trap game for the Rams. Um, I just feel like after that huge victory, they're primed for a letdown. And with Thursday night looming, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, this is going to be a letdown game. Maybe they pull it out at the end, but I just think uh, I think Arizona is going to come out hungry and going up against the team in the Rams who could be the best team in the NFC. We'll see. I still say the Bucks are the better team and we'll and we'll see in the playoffs. But uh I think uh Arizona's hungry and they they're gonna and Kyler Murray's gonna have a big game and they're gonna want it more. So I'm taking Arizona in the upset and I'm going with the final score here of I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty three. Hmm. I say Arizona's off to a solid start. 3-0, and and like I said, everything's going well on both sides of the ball. The Rams, obviously, are off to a great start in the Matt Stafford era. Matt Stafford has nine touchdowns, only one pick, and he's and he's averaged almost 400 yards passing a game. And obviously, this, this offense is rolling. Like I said, Cooper Cup has been a monster. They've obviously, we know how great a receiver he is since he came into this league a few years ago. And like I said, I mean, it's all looking great. And like I said, I mean, it, it, it could be a trap game because, like I said, big matchup on Thursday night between them and Seattle, like I said. But I, I don't see it that way. They're at home. Arizona's a good team. But Sean McVay has never lost to the Cardinals in eight tries. Like I said, when you think that you have them down and out, I think – the Rams are just better. I think the Rams are going to prove it today. You know, I, I mean, as much as uh, as much as I can look at it and say that it, it could be a struggle, and I picked against uh, McVay against with the Cardinals in the past. This is not today. I think the, I think the Rams are are be- are obviously a better team. You do as well. And at the end of the day, I, I see the Rams winning pretty decently. It'll be a closer game, but I'm going with I'm going with the home team here. So. Final score, Rams 31, Cardinals 27. All right, we got to hurry it up. Normally, we would finish with this game with, with the Eagles, but it's a special occasion. Normally, we don't do this, but we have to go to the Eagles for next. They play the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Big Red's return to to the place he built, Lake the Link. And these are two struggling teams. Both don't one after today. One's gonna be a one and three. So, like I said, a critical matchup for both of these teams. Struggling offense versus struggling defense. Big big matchup for both. Go ahead. So when we talked on Wednesday, I had said that I felt like Jalen Hurts has three more games to prove himself before the Eagles try to make a run for Deshaun Watson, and then the next day. Report came out that Lurie has greenlighted uh, Howie Roseman to make a to pursue Watson. So, you know, this is going to be a big game for Hertz because if he has another bad performance like he did last week and like he did in the second half against the Niners, this team is going to at least the front office anyway. They're they're losing um, faith in him, obviously, and they're going to start pursuing um, Watson, which, like I said. This is it, man. He's got three weeks to prove himself at this point. That Thursday 
Sunday night game against the Bucks would be a perfect opportunity to make the trade for Watson if they were going to do it because then they have extra time to um, get him in there and get him accustomed to the playbook and the whole deal. But um, I don't know, man. This is obviously a game nobody expects the Eagles to win. It's a game the Eagles shouldn't win. They should get blown out. And that's almost always like the type of game that the Eagles end up pulling off the upset. Now, I don't have the balls to pick the Eagles to pull off the upset here, but I, I could see it happening. But um, if Jalen Hurts is a big-game quarterback like he like we want him to be, he's going to come up big here. So while the Eagles aren't going to win, in my book, in my opinion, I think they're going to keep it a lot closer than we think. I think that, that Chiefs defense is one of the worst in the NFL. If there's any game over these next three that Hurts should have a big game, it's this one. He can't miss those deep balls like he has been all year, um, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna respond. So, Chiefs end up with the victory on a tight game. I think they pull it off with a last-minute drive, but hurts. Chiefs win. Final score: forty-one thirty-eight. Well, like I said, this is a big matchup, and like I said. <clears throat> It's a battle of struggles. The Chiefs defensively is one of the worst in football. The Eagles offensively has not looked good the last two weeks. And like I said, it should be interesting to see if, you know, like I said, unfortunately for for Hurts, this is the be- this is going to be the best defense he's going to get to play for a little while. You know, and we'll see if they can actually pull something off. Like I said, I- I'm not like you. I'm not buying into this Deshaun Watson rumors again. Like I said, it's it's not going to be it's like the road is not going to be very easy and unfortunately the old line is unfortunately in trouble today. Lane Johnson was a late scratch. He's not he's out along with yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, he, he's he's out. He's out. He's he's officially out. Something something came up and he's out. And so once again, Jason Kelsey is the only member of the line that started week one in the lineup today. For Kansas City, like I said. I'm not worried offensively. I'm more worried to see what they could do defensively. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Like I said, this is the first time I think you and I have both agreed on the Eagles, but not the way we would want to. Chiefs win and the final score, 36-17. to 17. I think all the mixtures is right there for us to, to, to agree. All right, we're going to go to to the big matchup, the biggest matchup of the year, the regular season, Brady versus Belichick. We never thought it would happen, but it's going to happen. And it's going to happen. It's going to be the one time it ever happens, and we better enjoy it. But I do believe the hype is going to be better than the game itself. So go ahead quickly with your predictions on this. Well, I haven't given you my lock of the week, and this is the last game, so this is it, man. My lock of the week here. Um, everything, well, first the point spread. The Bucks are giving up six and a half. I don't even care. You know, everything's lining up perfectly for Tom Brady and the Bucks to uh, take it to New England and, and just show up Bill Belichick. The only negative I can say about the Bucks right now for this game is Gronk is going to be out. But that's it. Otherwise, um, Obviously, Brady left the team last year and won a Super Bowl, showed them up. Um, 
the Patriots came out this offseason, it obviously had an effect on them because they spent way more money than they ever do in the offseason. So, um, you know, that, that got something that got, he got in their heads. Um, at the same time, you know he's been, he's been waiting for this game to come. He's going back home to New England. This is another chance to show up this team or to show up Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And he's got other things come potentially happening in this game that will just show him up even more. He needs 68 yards passing to break Drew Brees' uh, career passing yards record, which is easy. He'll do that. Um, he, the, the, the Patriots are the only team he's never beaten for obvious reasons. Um, so once he beats them, he'll, be, he'll have beaten all 32 teams in the NFL. So, and coming off the loss, never bet against Brady coming off a loss, man. Um, he's, he's, he's even more motivated after that game last week. So he's thrown 10 touchdowns this year. The Bucks offense is tied for first in the NFL with 32 points per, 34.3 points per game. Um, and Matt Jones, like I, I said, when they drafted him, I think he's more of a, um, of a sort of a, uh, a guy that he's not a franchise quarterback, you know. He's like a Andy Dalton type, you know, um, game manager. So he's not going to be able to keep up with Brady in this offense. Even though the even though the Patriots have a good defense, they're not going to be able to shut down that offense. And Brady, like you said, this is going to be a game where the the build up isn't going to be what the game is. Brady and the Bucks win easy. Final score here is going to be. 42 to 16. Yeah, this is not a good look for New England. Even though I, I look outside, there's not a lot of Bucks front running fans out there today. So it's obvious that they stayed the course with with you know with the with you know with uh with uh you know with the Brady you know with the Patriots. A lot of Patriot fans more than Bucks fans, but unfortunately, like I said, this is a bad look for New England. They're now on the same level as the Bucks. They're not. They're not a really good team. The way they've started. I mean, they only have one win, and that was against the Jets. They looked pretty bad last week against the Saints, and you know we we think the Saints are not that great, but you know, it's just it's just a bad look. And like I said, unfortunately for Belichick, this is something he he's not going to be ready for, and you know it's a it's a bad it's a bad situation. And like I said, Brady is going to dominate. He's good, you know. By the second half, this game will be over. Basically, I just think this—if it's going to be a competitive game, the then the the Patriots' defense has to go after Brady. They have to throw, throw the kitchen sink, and that may still not be good enough. And it still may not be good enough. So, I agree with you. This is this is going to be a a beatdown. And my and while you've played the lock, I actually actually bet it on this game, and I took the Buccaneers and over. I also bet on the Patriots, but I, I expect it to be a closer game for that. But I'm book, booking on that, and situational-wise, we'll see. So at the end of the day, Patriots are are, are going to get going to get beat, and the Bucks and Brady, you know, Brady's going to make history as the all-time leading passer in the regular season, and he will <clears throat> join Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks to be every single franchise this league can give you. So, Bucks win big. Final score, 44-20. to 20.
And that's all we have, folks. You know, the games are about to begin, and we will talk on Wednesday. Have a good one.